Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Episode 91B, I guess we're going to call it. Uh, thanks for joining Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Here with Terry Ryan Sr., we're going to do a bit of a volume two. So those of you that listened to my latest episode, which probably came out earlier today or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, um, I had Jason McDonald and the all set to come on, a great two-way player, 25-goal scorer in the A, played with the New York Rangers, for a stint, uh, had over 300 penalty minutes twice in his career. He can pretty much do it all and a good Atlantic Canadian. So I was looking forward to that, but our wires got crossed and it was, um, it was, I thought it was the internet. It was the speaker on his end. So anyway, we're good. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go right ahead with senior, but before, before I do, I'll say this on Monday live God, I can't remember what time. Tune into my Instagram feed or Facebook. I'll announce it on Twitter as well. The Hockey Podcast Network. I believe it's going to be 6.30 Newfoundland time, which would be 5 um, Eastern time. Uh, we're going to do Q&A with Senior and myself. I don't know. I might call it Tales with the TRs or something. And I'm not sure exactly, but it's going to be under the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. Hockey Podcast Network. 
YouTube channel. So there's a bunch of podcasts under that umbrella. And of course, they'll have instructions on how to go live Q&A with myself and my, my, my dad more often than not. I can't promise him every time, but that's going to be the plan. So, Senior, are you ready to go? Good to see you again. Yeah, ready to all uh, ready, fired up and ready to go. And it being Friday, what do you what, let's start there. It's Friday. And you know what that means. What's your plan for today slash tonight slash tonight today? Six o'clock. The first of a dozen and hopefully we'll get drunk and just go into my bedroom 30 feet away. Very easy. Watch my videos and enjoy Friday night entirely and what videos tonight are you going music or hockey no no i I always go on a friday i always go my music videos it could be anything from elton john and madison square garden or the eagles touring australia or acdc in uh in uh uh, uh, argentina could be anything so um thanks for doing this by the way and uh, J Mac, our buddy that was going to come on as a good friend of ours too. Uh, he's, he's in Pennsylvania doing, doing well. His kid Jaggers down there with him. You know, I forgot it's been so long senior. It's been about 10 years. He's living in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, we, we, we used to play in Wilkes-Barre, remember? Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, he's down there with his son and he's doing oh. well. He's, he was, um, anyway, I'm, I'll let him explain it all when he comes on. But anyway, let's start it out. Senior. I'm just going to go right into it. Cold open. Who's who do you think is the best team ever? Doesn't have oh. to be like four years in a row dynasty. The 91 Penguins could be in there, right? For one or two years, they were deadly. Doesn't have to be a five-year span. Just who do you think when they skated out? Now, you know, you can say the late 70s Canadians. It doesn't have to be one particular year. But, you know, what I'm saying is that one-year teams are in the running. Uh, I mean. I'm going to. They could be in the running, but. I think you, Dynasty's got to be worth something. And I think it was the, uh, I forget what years, but the, the Canadian team with Lafleur, Robinson, Savard, Lapointe, they had the three best defensemen in the world. They had Lafleur at his peak. They had Lemaire. They had Mahavlish, Shutt. Uh, I, I'm going to pick that team. Now, I know you've got You've got the Oilers with Gretzky and Coffey and Messier and Fuhr, and you've got the Islanders. I'm going to think of them too, but I don't know. I just think that when you've got the best defense, they got Dryden in the nets. I, I, I'm going to go with that. I forget what years they were. Uh, I, it was sometime in the, in the 70s, I'd say, uh, but I'm going to go with that team. They won, I think. Four or five in a row, too. Yeah, they and they've knocked off the Broad Street Bullies when people thought it was going that way. So a lot of people, when they think, in my mind anyway, and we're huge Habs fans, right? It's not yeah. like we, we we grew up. I grew up knowing more about the Habs than any other team, but because people all say they're flying Frenchmen and everything, but the thing is, people forget they knocked off the Flyers. You got to watch the documentary, the Broad Street Bullies, and, and and almost watch it from Philly's perspective. But the Canadians were obviously they were more finesse, more skilled but they had a lot of toughness that people don't even think about in order to beat those flyers teams. Yeah. You, there's no way you could have done it if you weren't tough and they threw down when they had to uh, senior, give me a couple, let's say three of your favorite movies, oh. favorite movies. Oh, number one, it's easy for me. 
uh, Midnight Cowboy. Wow. Yeah. Number two would probably be the Wild Bunch. Uh, Western. Yeah, they're old. Oh, yeah. One or old one. Oh, Obviously no. the old, right? The, uh, William Ahold and Ernest Borgnine. Oh, yeah. Uh, and third, my top two by far. Number three, uh, I'm going to, I'll say five. I'll say Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, and uh, Casablanca. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that Casablanca. It's yeah. funny, that's one movie and we watch a lot. I've never spoken to you about, and I really like that. Yeah, I but fabulous. I went back and tried to watch all the ones on the top hundred list like twenty years ago. Yeah, and no, I, mo- li- I like Bogart, and I know he had uh, Treasure Sierra Madre, he had the African Queen, but I like Casablanca the most. Yeah, you know, I, I just there's more to it. A lot of people don't go back because it's a long time ago, and they think the production sucks. Yeah. But honestly, I and you know what? If I was going to go old school, you probably disagree. But I love the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, Maltese that's Falcon. one of my. Uh, you could go either uh, either way. It's yeah. it's it's which one do you like by Bogart? It's like which Beatles album? You'd go Revolver, Abbey Road, or Sgt. Pepper. So they're all great, but to me, it's Casablanca. Who was the best goalie in the WHA when you played? Oh. I mean, you have to be Perrant or Cheevers. That's easy. Both are Hall of Famers. Both won cups. Uh, uh, Cheevers was more uh, like if you got in front of that with Cheevers, he'd give you a whack. And, you know, Cheevers was more physical for sure. Uh, I think Perrant was better from a point of view of angles and making the save uh whereas Cheevers was more uh, out of his net and whatever but he was a great goal either way you know um name a great folk album folk oh wow folk i really gotta go back wow folk I'm not really in the folk, but no, but they, they, I, that's I, why I asked because Dylan, I thought of it. Yeah, Bob Dylan early would be yeah, considered folk, wouldn't it? Would folk. Peter, Paul, and Mary would be considered okay. folk. Yeah, they would. would the I, Carpenters? No, I, they, I disregard Peter, Paul, and Mary. But still, so I'll, I'll take the folk album, even though it's not really folk. It's early Dylan, and to me, it's by far and away. People talk about uh, Planet Waves, and people talk about. Uh, uh, d- the double album he had, uh, and but my favorite Dylan album, without a doubt, is uh, Highway 61 Revisited. Oh, I didn't know that, yeah. And I don't think that's a little bit later, Dylan. I don't know if that classifies no, as folk, I, I don't think it does, but it's just after it's right after you're a Judas that they yelled in Manchester when he went electric, and someone in the, in the audience yelled, You're a Judas, and he went back. And the, the uh, courage of Dylan, I give him credit. I'm not a big Dylan lover outside of that. And the band are backing him. And uh, this was, I'm sorry, this goes to Newport Jazz Festival. He had just changed to electric. And the first part of the set. Well, and by that, look it up. It, it, it's a big moment in rock and roll yeah. history when the, Dylan goes electric. It's 1964 at the Newport Festival. Yeah. And he largely got booed by his own and fans. And he got hired. I mean, Pete Seeger, who's a god of yeah. folk music, is in, on the sideline. And he's getting booed all over the place. And he goes back and says to Robbie Robertson, who's backing him up, and he says, Robbie, 
turn the fucking thing up louder. And that says a lot. I had gained a lot of respect for Dylan. Now, just to go back on one thing, I just want to give this one team props because when people often say that best team ever conversation, and I got to bring it up, but I know they're, I know there's something to be said, but they, they got to be in the argument. The 91, 92 Penguins, no one ever says it because they weren't a du- They won two. But think about this, senior. There's, they, name me some guys off that team. That- Ronnie, I know you're saying Ronnie Francis. Yeah. Uh, Lemieux. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, watch McCall and the Nets. Uh, oh, God. Uh, B. Barrasso. Barrasso. Uh, Larry Murphy. Yeah. A lot, they got a lot of Hall of Famers on it. Kevin Stevens. Probably Kevin Stevens. 55. When he was scoring. Joe Mullen when he was yeah. sniping. And they had their other centermen. They had three dynamite centermen. It was either uh, uh, Murphy is a Hall of Famer. Uh, a couple of guys. I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, they had uh, a, a skater. He shot left. He was really good. Not a Hall of Fame, but. I'm going to tell you some guys off that okay. team and tell me they, they, they shouldn't at least be in the conversation. Yeah. Lemieux Stevens, Mullen Murphy. Yeah. Mark Recchi. Yeah. Yarmir Yager. True. Wow. Paul Coffey. Yeah. Ron Francis. Yeah. Bob Airy. Bob Airy. Rick Tockett. Yeah. Brian Trotche. Now, That's what I was thinking of. The yeah. Other yeah. Trotche. Remember? Rim, but he was still yeah, there. but he came yeah. back. No question. Right. And th- those guys are all. And then, of course, they had Samuelson. They had. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, it, I just I, yeah, never thought of the, it. They're in the mix. Someone brought it up uh, on Chicklets like maybe six months ago, and they're I'd never. The but the first thing I think of is that, yeah, I mean, I can go You're going one goalie, for right? one, two with Montreal. Except but they had Dryden. It, uh, Dryden, but Brasso played really well, too. But they had LaPointe, Savard, and Robinson. Who were regarded the three best in the world? Oh, I know. And it starts from defense. And I think those guys, I think they were capable. I mean, these are just the three that jumped to mind. I mean, you got Lafleur go one one one. You got Shut scoring sixty. You got um, you got Lemaire who's two way and 30, 40 goals. You've got uh, you know Chartra who can who can match up, even though Pittsburgh weren't really physical. But Chartrock could throw his in. It could be. Uh, it would be a great series. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with Montreal. How about Rick Tockett? 48 goals, no 252 minutes. No question. Those no. kind of years were like, you know, you never see that anymore. No. Um, uh, what was I going to say? They were in the Hall of Fame, though. That's a surprise. I don't think Tockett's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he is either. He had some great Hall of Fame years. He did. Um. Oh, and you know what? I mean, it's got to be said. You would never think of it, but now there's something to be said if in a 33-team year, Tampa Bay wins it again, and they win it three out of four years. I mean, I, you're not going to get the three best in the world on one team anymore, like yeah. you said on D, but oh, man, they've, you know what I mean? Their, their nucleus has been there, and they'd have to, they'd have to enter the conversation. Yeah, well, no. I think three out of four years. Well, how, what are you going to do? Because that team would not beat... The Islanders, the Oilers, were the Canadians. No way they would. Wow, there might be a lot of people that would disagree. Not enough. Not enough. No, they don't have. There's 33 teams in the league, and if they win three out of four years, you're saying that they don't. Unfortunately, man for man, they don't stack up. Hedman's a great defenseman. Stamkos is a great forward. Outside of that, 
Vasilevsky, I think, got the potential. Vasilevsky. Well, you know Kucherov. I mean, come on. It's yeah, one of the best no, players. <laughs> but he's played three, four years. But you go down. All he's played longer years. than that. But oh, anyway. Well, you go down the Islanders and the Oilers, man for man. They're just not stacking up. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree on that one. I'm not saying that they would, but the, I, all I said is conversation. Yeah. If, if you win three out of four years, how, how could you in a salary cap era, which we, otherwise it'd never happen again. Well, it's unfortunate that they're in a salary cup, cup uh, cap era, but when you just compare them to the other team, Islanders, I mean, we're throwing out the Islanders, Trotche and Potvin and, and Billy Smith. No, I included them. I've yeah. You know, there. and the Oilers, I mean, I, what, seven Hall of Famers? I think I would pick the Oilers. Would you? But, well, but again, you like offense. And I was 10 years old watching it. Your, your, your yeah. opinions are formed. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, don't, I, got more, I got more hands on it. I might as well have been a video coach. I watched every move that I that team the made. The Oilers certainly had the most up front. But if you can have the best player in the world by that wow. crazy amount and then lose them and still win, I, I don't know. It'd be fucking crazy. They, they, he left and they still won it. I'm not saying that he wasn't a huge part. I mean, he got the most points ever in the playoffs, but that's how good they were. But I'm just thinking of the Islanders with Trotche in his prime and Bossy in his prime and Gillies in his prime and uh, the uh, uh, that Ken Morrow in his prime, who was really underrated, Ken Morrow. And then they had the, uh, the Swede. Uh, Bob Nystrom scored the winner, didn't he? Bob Nystrom. Bobby I mean, he was something. He wasn't a, against uh, a Philly, but Nystrom would, he wouldn't, his name wouldn't come up. Trotche. The best two-way player. Trotche and Coffee, I think, are the only two people that are in two teams that we just talked about. Coffee was on the Oilers and on the Penguins, and so was Trotche. Trotche was Islanders, but he's part of the two. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to think. We're breaking it down. This is all subjective. There's no yeah. way you could ever win the yeah. argument. Yeah. But there are players that played on two of the possible there's only five or six options, which is wild. But you notice, too, that we're, we're more contemporary. But what happens when you go back with the Canadians with Richard? And you can't think of them now because they're in so much in the past. When, when they got Richard and Doug Harvey, and they had like, like the eight of the best players in a six-team league. You know, you know, and they're yeah. disregarded now because it's a different era, different time, different everything. But we, we tend to to think of even in my era and your era, they're 30, 40 years apart, you know, and these teams are forgotten about. But how great were they? Yeah, they were. I, I guess in my mind, it in my mind, it starts when the expansion, oh, because well, I, I just find six teams. It's just like the cops. I really respect. I really don't get me wrong, man. Like no, Vanya Cormier was two my rounds. coach, like, you know, Steve Shutt, like no, all these guys. Two rounds, it's like to go four rounds in today's game with the two. You know that by the time they're in that fourth round, almost every guy in that team is playing hurt because at the deeper it gets, it starts off nice and clean, nice body checks. Then you hit the fourth round and the two handers come in and the cheap shots come in. Yeah. You're playing. It's just, yeah, it's just different. I respect yeah. that they were, but I mean, yes. you could go back to Cyclone Taylor when there was a Rover I know, I know. and he was unbelievable. Know, he, he was twice the stats of everybody else, that, but that's why it's uh, I think it's generation to generation. It's top because it's all the, it's all relative to the, the like, like Detroit with Howe and Lindsay and Abel and whatever, but it's just a compare them 
to the best today. They don't stack up, but they were the best of their generation. And they worked the best with what they had to work with, the sticks and the, the skates, everything. Yeah. So, you know, I think if they had the same training methods, they could have been great today. But how do you compare it, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, there you go, Barry. I worked Cyclone Taylor in again. That's yeah, my goal. I'm like Jerry Seinfeld with Superman. No, let's so go. Someone pointed it out. Go to Howie Morant. Howie Morant. Uh, John Wayne's best movie. Not a John Wayne fan. No, but still, you watch some of his movies. Yeah, well, my favorite by John Wayne probably was, uh, yeah, probably the uh, True Grit. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Searchers. No, not, no, no. And and uh, he was just, uh, he played part that he really, really wasn't. It's like I think back to the song by the drive-by truckers. My grandfather never saw John Wayne on the sands of Iwo Jima, but he he performed, you know, and it was I don't know. I don't I didn't I didn't look upon him. He was America's hero, but I don't think he is today regarded today. But true grit. I thought he played a real good part. Uh, would you chop off an arm for three point five million? No. No amount of money. What rule would you change in hockey? Good one. Good one. Uh, hmm. Wow. You got me on that one. I like the game as it is now. They've opened it up. The tugging and the holding is gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, could be red line, could be, uh... No, the red line is gone. It's great. I can't think of one offhand. I, I really can't. Uh, like, I, don't fix what don't need fixing. And, you know, I don't see anything right now. I think if there was one thing, I think at some point it's going to be the playoffs and that video offside is going to fuck somebody because it's going to be like 10 minutes. I But sometimes you need it. But I, 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 I like the video replay, but I don't know about the video offside. No, I, just just, one. I think the I do away with because guys are are getting hammered the uh, third man in and the guy gets out and, and guys run around spearing everyone and two hand on everyone. And this guy comes in and he's gone. And meanwhile, you have, I think I'd do away with that. I would. Should Pete Rose be in the hall of fame absolutely, in baseball? Absolutely. Beyond the doubt. I mean, okay. What did Pete Rose do? Oh, he bet on baseball. Never bet on his own team. Never. Yeah. He was, he was a, a gambling addict. Number one. And uh, never use anything PEDs or whatever. Closest thing Rose had was booze. And, uh, you know, I mean, he got 4,700 hits legitimately on the field with his God-given ability. He wasn't aided by anything. I think that's one. What, you're going to put Ty Cobb in, who's an absolute racist, who was known for it, and he's going in. And Pete Rose, uh, I don't even think it's close. It's true if you think about it there's a lot of sympathy for a lot of addictions he was addicted to gambling he, he didn't bet on his team i that, that's it's honestly incredible that he's not in. it's incredible it's absolutely if incredible back to the players that are in there that were racist and in some case white supremacists in the 30s and 40s before before jackie robinson broke you guys that said we're not going on the field we're not playing against you know the n-word i mean come on now it doesn't mean that they wouldn't have been great, but how many of them? Yeah, but if, you're, if you're permitting people, hey, I say put them all in and put history's backs. 
How I many, even the PED no, guys I, I put, put so, a section of it. No, no, I, I don't. They I would. They shouldn't go in. But how many guys? It happened, got, and there's many too many. Robbed of careers because these guys played and they made twenty five million dollars that were aided. Sammy Sosa? Are you kidding me? No, but I think what I'm saying is that if it was two or three and it was easy, like Lance Armstrong, I think it's probably easy to you know look at that situation. It was different than all the other ones. I find it a foggy area. And now every like so just put them in and put them like in a jail part of the fucking thing. Like the last part, here's the area of the PEDs. These people broke the rules, but these are their numbers. Yeah. This is how how much they broke them by. No. Right. Darren, Darren, we differ. I'll never, ever go along with that. They cheated and they yeah, used a lot of people did. I don't think you can prove the people from the air. I think then you're getting in the same thing I you just what, said. Was Tycott racist? I mean, we know from interviews, no. but like. How do you know being that, you know, race, being racist and using PEDs, that's that's a totally different. Well, it is, but that's what I'm saying to you. So they should be if you had a wing in there. I just don't think, you know, everybody. I think there are people in there now that did do steroids and you won't know it. Look, one the reason why I'm saying it. I'm a Yankee fan. I always have been to the day since I can remember of Elson Howard and Tom Tresh and Mandela Maris and all of them. And Roger Maris's record was sacrosanct. And it stood for so many years. And the two guys that beat it were PED out of their minds. It should still be the record. Hank Aaron Aaron should still have the home run uh, base uh, home run uh, championship of all time and got broken by Bonds, who didn't need it, but who did it. And that record stood. And no, I I don't I'm not going to go. I appreciate your passion. Yeah. But if, if you put it in exactly in the context that you just text that you just said, otherwise people aren't knowing the history of baseball, put it in, in the context that you just said. What? So, add, so add a, a, a so add what a, you're saying, add a wing of what, the Hall of okay, Fame. to cheaters for cheaters. Yeah. Okay. If you want to go with that, well, you're not necessarily honoring them. You're going, here's the numbers decide for yourself, but these guys did steroids and they, they went to and they cheated. Yeah. Well, okay. well, who'd want to go in? Who'd want to go into Hall of Well, I don't know if you use the word cheated. You know, you're got you're a man of a big vocabulary. There's 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 ways to articulate that, you know, that, but the numbers happened. It's not like they didn't. And they played and they let them play and they did it. But they so would never I'm not gotten, saying that he's any better than Babe Ruth. They would never have gotten the numbers without the PEDs. So put that on the thing on the way in. So people know the numbers. I guess so you can say that I've if you went to the Civil I'm War Museum, you'd have to go with the people that were on the, you know, the racist rapist motherfuckers if they took part what was that guy there's a three-part name there's all his statues are coming down now i get the statues come- Lee. nah another one uh, nathan bedford forest is of it okay the Ku Klux Klan. okay so but nice what a guy outside of that though no but you can't have a guy. civil war museum without saying that that is part of it like i'm not saying that people well, love that guy I, I, it, from it's an historical perspective yeah. yes you got a point there but okay i can almost if you're going to put them in and say they took them, you're basically admitting that they did cheat. Okay. Yeah. But if I'm a guy, I don't, if I'm a guy who did it, if I got any pride at all, I'm saying, I don't want to go in okay. and go in as cheating. Well, that's up to you. That's I worse. guess. Did, that's worse. <laughs> and again, the only reason if there was three or four or even 10, that it was, it was specific, but I think just so many people were doing it. No, and then, yeah, there were, but not in the hall of fame. You said Hall of Fame. There were a lot more doing it, but they weren't Hall of Fame. Uh, I yes. Think well, I know a whole lot in the Hall of Fame. It, that were doing it's, it's great. They're probably they missed some, but I don't think a whole lot. It's a great conversation. What's the best solo John Lennon song? Solo. Uh, give me some truth. 
great pick. Uh, thought you were going to say Imagine, and that's no, what a lot no, of people no, would no. say. Uh, although great it's a song. great song. Great yeah. song, no, but it's not for me. Um, if you could right now, not for hockey reasons, you're, you're 18 years old and you're a smart kid, and you can go to any college anywhere, where would you pick? Oh, for me, it would be Harvard. Okay. And for any reason behind that? Well, yeah, because I love I love knowledge. I always look upon uh, and uh, it's perennially ranked number one in the world. And I always wonder what it would be like to go to either Harvard or Oxford. I would have enjoyed either one immensely. I got to say you have to give up one of these things. Pop, beer, red meat or pasta. Pop. Oh, I think that's harder than you think it would well, be because you, well, you drink giving up beer because I enjoy my beer too much. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, hard, man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I drink you a lot. Of, no, whatever I, you pick, you do a lot. Okay, of. no, I drink a lot. Of, lot. Of, I could, and I love a steak. I'm. I could probably go with pasta, although I love it. Uh, name three facts about Kalamazoo. Oh, great spot. Uh, three facts. Uh, wow. Other than the hockey team, I mean, I just love playing hockey there and uh, great fan support. Well, a lot of people don't know what state it's in, who well, came from it, there. It's Kalamazoo. It's right in the, it's right in the middle, about an hour and a half either way from Chicago uh, and Detroit to the east and Chicago to the west. And it's uh, uh, it's just a college town, University of Western Michigan. It was just a nice place. It was a nice place to live. That's all I can say, you know. And it was it's the the home of Gibson Guitars, and I love music. So Derek Jeter, no? And Derek Jeter went to the University of Western Michigan too. Speaking and, of Yankees, uh, New York Yankees, that is, uh, and he would be, yeah. I mean, Jeter's my favorite from that era. Oh yeah, mine would be Mantle. Cheater be my top five. From that era. I, said, yeah. well, I did a thing on my thing yesterday talking about someone asked me leaders in sports. Yeah. No so right. I said, like, I I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And he won. Like, who's I, I almost went now. Mike Trout and I went, geez, he hasn't won anything. How yeah. can he be a great leader? Yeah. But anyway, Jeter came to mind as, as fairly recently. No, but that has to enter the picture winning. Yeah. It just got to. It has to. You asked me a question about leading. It has to come to winning at yeah. some point. Who will win the NBA championship this year? I'm rooting for the Golden State Warriors, but I think it's either going to be Golden State or Phoenix. Yeah, I've got uh, an outside inkling. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about putting some money down on I don't think Milwaukee. I don't know, man. They're going to be good again. They are, but I I just don't think if it gets in against the Suns, I don't think they're going to beat them again. Do you think humans will ever live to be 150 years old? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's now it's in the future, but uh, all these things about Star Trek, the year is 25 and the thing disappears and times up warps and that that's all going to happen. It's going to happen in the future, maybe a thousand years, but who would have thought, you know, in the year thousand, in the year 1900, that, there's go- in five years, we're going to be flying. And in 69 years, there's going to be someone walking on the moon. It's every bit as fantastical. So it's all going to happen. Of course, it's a nature of evolution. It's a nature of human civilization. It's a nature of intelligence. That's, I, that's, I feel that's a slam dunk. What rule would you change about baseball? Oh, Baseball? 
I'd, I'd, I'd have, uh, I'd have, and they're trying to get it in, but the pitchers don't pay attention. I haven't penalized to speed up the game because yeah. they're, they're losing the fans to speed. If you say 20 seconds in between pitches it's 20 seconds, 22 seconds, ball one. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. And they bring it in. The pitchers go out. Not, they never get penalized, but you got to speed the game up for the kids. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. I, and that's why I never talked about that with you, but that's the one thing. Okay. So last question, and then I'll let you go. In this, in this world, you're, you, you've, you're going to be set. So you're financially set either way. Now I know you like history and I like music. So let's just say in this hypothetical, you're in a virtual reality that you get to live your life again. Are you, and you, you know, you're successful. So this doesn't have to do on, what you're going to achieve. You're already successful. A famous archaeologist that travels the word famous doesn't have much to do with it, but that just means you're, you're making good money as an archaeologist or you're running tower records worldwide. And you're, you know, you so you're, it's, and it's not only records, but you know, you're meeting musicians, you're him and Han, you're whatever you're going to you're events. With the record industry all yeah. The yes. And you're dealing with groups and rock groups and whatever. Hmm. I love archaeology and I love that part of it. But, I think most things have been dug up. And I, I mean, there's obviously stuff out there that hasn't been, but I think for the most part, we've got most of the dinosaurs dug up and I have an interest in that. Most older cities in Egyptian, they discover every now and then uh, a, a Pharaoh's tomb. So I think all the interesting stuff. Now, if you went and applied it to space, uh, like a space explorer, Oh, I, that would be an easy one for me because I love okay, space. I would go to that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about that. And last question, I guess I had it yesterday. I, I write down these questions that people send me and it's too hard to keep track of them on my questions. Um, thought provoking. I'll say that. Um, so this one was, Oh God, I can't remember your name. I think it was Ben. I read it yesterday. I wouldn't be able to find it, but he wanted to know what your best attribute was as a skater or as a player. Yeah, that's easy. I was I was a skater. I was uh, if any. Remember when we so when you say skater, do you mean and I only saw him play when I was five years old. Do you mean fast or agil agility? I mean, in I could slash and whatever. But remember when we were retired and I took you to Allison, Ontario and Harry Neal, who was my coach, was down on the side. And I said, that's Harry. And he was with Hockey Night in Canada. And I went down. And I in Maple Leaf Gardens, and I walked around to where the uh, CBC Hockey Night in Canada doors were. And I knocked on the door, and the guy came to me, and he didn't know me, of course. And I said, "Is Harry in there?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, Harry is my coach in junior and pro. Can I talk to him?" And Harry's words when he came to the door, I said, "What are you doing up here, Terry?" I said, "Well, I've got a a peewee team in uh, in Alliston, Ontario. We're playing a, a turn, whatever." And I said, my son is playing there. And Harry's first words to me were, can he skate like you? So that said it all. So even the Harry, who, who's Keon was his best buddy. And like, it, I could, you know, and I hate to be touting my own horn, but um, people that play, if there's people out there right now that know me, that I haven't spoken to in 50 years, that played the three years I played there in are. the OHA, there are, that they would, I'm sure they would say, Terry Ryan, oh yeah, he used to play for Hamilton. If you asked them, they would say, man, he could skate. That'd be the first thing. Great answer, senior. Thanks very much. I appreciate it.
and that's it. And thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> that's good. Thank you with uh, to your audience. I hope. But I tell you, some of those questions, and I'm I got the gift of gab, as you well know. But I had to stop on some of those questions. You stuck. You stuck me on them. Well, but it's good because. But I know that a lot of people ask you the same questions. So, which I would, if I'd never met you before, I would ask you all about the draft and everything else. But yeah. see. At this point, it's a lot of crossover, the same audience. So a lot of Chicklets fans that listen to this already know a lot of that stuff. So now some of these, three or four of these came from fans that really wanted to know. The rest I filled in myself. Anyway, right now, see you when September, see you when the summer's through. The happenings. (laughs) There you have it. Terry Ryan Sr. back in a sec. And there it is. Terry Ryan Sr. Thanks again to my dad. And um, what else? I got I'm playing my second game of senior hockey tonight of the year. The first game, I fractured ribs, and then I had to go and shoot Shorzy and everything, and it was such a painful process, man. But this it this is definitely my last year. I, I can't. Um, I don't have the time anymore. I'll keep obviously skating and stuff, but uh, a lot of people probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But in Newfoundland, there's a good senior hockey league, and senior is not what it sounds like. I always thought it was a stupid name because senior hockey sounds like over 65, but it's, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, senior amateur, like, for, uh, you know, it's over 20. It goes junior, you know, like anything. And then amateur senior is a lot of guys that play junior and pro, um, you know, from, uh, from all over. I mean, when the league's swinging, we got imports and all that, but due, the, due to the pandemic, uh, the league, the provincial wide league kind of halted. And now there's mostly, I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. We're just coming out of all this, but uh, yeah, anyway, you know, most teams are on the Avalon Peninsula in, in by St. John's, but, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself and most of you don't even care or know, but yeah, the, it's, you know, we still go for it. You got to get a certain amount of games in. You got to play four this year to play the playoffs. So I'm going to play the last three and um, our team St. John's caps are 13 and one. And I thought it was a little selfish to come in and insert myself, insert myself into a lineup that doesn't really need me, but uh, you know, I'll be there if they need me, uh, if someone gets hurt or whatever, <clears throat> you know, um, so, and uh, as anybody who's played with me or against me knows, I get to the rink at about two, two thirty on a game day, no matter what league. No matter where it is, I, I just love doing that. And I get in my little space. I might take out my laptop now. I might watch um, something on my iPad or whatever. You know, I might listen to some tunes. Well, I'm definitely going to do that. But, uh, yeah, that's generally the plan. I get there real early. I enjoy it. Time to myself, two, three hours before anybody else shows up, sometimes four. I always talk about two albums at the end of the podcast. So, uh, actually, only the last few. I said I always, and we're at episode 91, and I've done it since 88. Anyway, I'm going to try to remember to each time. This time I'm going to go just out of left field with this. Uh, They're not necessarily all the best or my favorite. I guess I I just what I do when I have time. Otherwise, I go off the top of my head, which is where the stones came from last week. But the stones are easy. I'm going to try to put out some, uh, let you know some stuff that, um, bring in on some stuff that you might not know or you might have heard and gone, I didn't realize that. From my life, maybe you fucking hate it. Maybe you don't. I, I really don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there, things that I find amusing. So there's an album by Mazzy Star, So Tonight That I Might See. My favorite song on it is called Fade Into You. 
And it's, if you've heard it, you remember it. It's a very somber, what's the word? Um, almost not melancholy, but it's a, it, it, it's a very somber tone, but it's dreamlike. It's more dreamlike than any of the other words I just used. Uh, that's my favorite five string serenade. Like if, you know, if you've got a, an album and you want to just chill with your significant other, or it's not necessarily sexy, but it, it can be sexy for sure. It can be sexy. I've sexed to it, put it that way. Um, and, but it was funny because I, I often mentioned playing hockey in tri cities in the early nineties, mid nineties, I suppose it was by this point, 93, 94, 94 was, you know, 93 to 95, that area. And we went, we would go over once in a while. I mean, Tri-Cities is a ways from Seattle. I say outside Seattle. I mean, if you're looking at North America, it's outside Seattle, but it's a two and a half hours away, um, two, two and a half to three, and then the same distance to Portland. One, so from Tri-Cities, Seattle would be northwest. Portland would be southwest. Spokane was about an hour straight north. Um, so we would go over when we had sometimes after practice first of all i love the drive it was awesome because tri-city is in the desert but as you drive to seattle you know by the time you're in seattle you've gone past mountains it's very a lot, lot of trees it's mountainous it's a different you're on the water it's a completely different field than tri-cities tri-cities feels like you're in like there's cactuses there's cacti i guess cacti there's rattlesnakes scorpions like you're in the desert right um I guess it probably comes down to which side of the mountain you're at, or the mountains must have something to do with that. Uh, because again, they're not that far away, but it's two totally different planets uh, seemingly. Anyway, we would drive over there and once in a while, and a lot of things were happening. So it wasn't just Nirvana and Pearl Jam and that were coming out of Seattle. It, it was the whole grunge movement. Uh, and not only grunge, there was Alice in Chains were from there. Um, who else? Soundgarden. A great, great band, Blind Melon. They were huge there. I think the lead singer, Shannon Hoon, I believe. Uh, and if I, I mean, you can look all this up for yourselves. I think he killed himself or he had an overdose. But uh, yeah, their big hit at the time it was called No Rain, but the whole album's awesome. Now, they only had one or two because he died so young. But there was all kinds of things going on. Like, uh, Tim McGraw was recording there. That was country, you know, but he was kind of country pop in the 90s. I don't know if a lot of people probably don't realize, but, it, 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 you know, I grew up in the, I was born in 77, right? So late 70s, then 80s, all that's, but country that that time was twang. Like the most poppy it got was like Randy, Randy Travis. But if I said country music, you'd be referring to Willie Nelson or something. And people had, you know, they, it almost, I'm not saying it was laughable because I loved Chris Christopherson's one of my favorites ever. We listened to the records. It was, but it was considered twang. It wasn't really mainstream. There you go. It wasn't our house because we listened to everything. But if, if I said to somebody, I like country music, they would think, okay, like you're going to cry. You're going to have a beer. You're going to have a truck. You know, you might, might have a dog with three legs, but um, you know, it started to get, you know, all of a sudden and Tim, Tim McGraw was married to Faith Hill. I mean, she's, Tyler Swift, you know, volume one, uh, Taylor Swift. Um, you know, so there was a lot happening. Uh, even uh, what's funny, baby got back. Sir Mix-a-Lot. He's from Tacoma, right? He probably 
took advantage of the city. You know, he's a rapper from Tacoma when Seattle was the center of the, and it was the center of the music world. So you'd often go over. So I don't know if you guys heard there, there was an artist. Anyway, it's where I first heard White Zombie. Uh, and it was Rob Zombie with White Zombie. And it was in like a, a big bar, but it, it was, you know, it was a bar kind of thing. I remember having to talk our way in. Because it's 21 in the States, we traded tickets or something. But that was going on once in a while. There was there, the music scene was happening, right? It wasn't just the grunge movement. That the grunge movement led to so many artists going there and recording because it was the hot spot. Anyway, we were walking down, a few of us, the Tri-City Americans, and there was Seattle's really beauty. It reminds me of St. John's in some ways that a lot of places are are on hills. You know, outside of Seattle is mountainous, but Seattle driving around, there's a few places that it's, you know, very for the interior of a city. So we're going up one of these hills and down another, and there would be bars almost. Yeah. And slants. And I was, we were just perusing, honestly, I think we went in somewhere for a sandwich, but we heard some music coming from a bar, which was like almost a patio bar. Half of both, but we could hear it coming from inside, trying to paint you the picture. And we're getting ready to go back to Tri-Cities. We didn't go over there and booze every time. We just went over once in a while because it was a nice little drive. So anyway, I said, like, let's check this out. I believe those of you hockey fans, uh, Damon Lank, I believe Lanks was there. And we we went in and uh, there was a guy playing Pete Droge. Okay. If you've ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber, he's only got one song that, well, I know I, I bought his album, but. It's called If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself. And it's a great tune. Check it out. If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself by Pete Droge. It's a beauty tune. And I thought that was awesome. We could hear it. And I remember, well, I'll tell you when it was. It was right before Dumb and Dumber came out. He was playing that in a bar. We happened to see him. And I don't think one led to the other. It wasn't advertised or anything, but his song happened to come out in that, in Dumb and Dumber, maybe a year later. It was right before, though. Uh, And anyway, he got off the stage and this band came on, on called Mazzy Star. And I was just blown away. And the girl's name, I thought it was her name for a while, but it's not. Hold on. Now I'm, uh, I got to look this up. Hope, Hope Sandoval. That's it. Hope Sandoval. Now she's in a band called Hope Sandoval and the Warm Inventions. Anyway, what a voice, what a mood. I'm telling you, you're not going to want to hear this all the time. But when you're in the right move, nothing beats this. Turn it up loud and, you know, hopefully you got killer sound on whatever stereo you're listening to. Mazzy Star, Fade Into You, the album, So Tonight That I Might See. Now, locally. Okay, for local, I'd almost steer you towards a playlist because you're going to look for albums and... These guys are so good live that everything is not going to turn up. But it's they're called the Navigators. Uh, so I'm going to go back. The first album I know of the Navigators would have been about 2004. Maybe earlier than that. Maybe around 2001. And it's, well, I can look it up. It's called uh, Warlike or Dance and Sing was the album. And my favorite on it is Warlike Lads. It comes at you with a bang right out of the gate. But they are... If you heard them, you would you would think definitely they're from Ireland and like they're they had a like when you hear these guys, they might be your favorite Irish traditional music band ever. Like that's how good they are. On first listen, 
They are wicked. They come at you. If you like that Irish sound and you like that Irish Newfoundland attitude, um, and I mean it, they sing with an attitude. Check it out. Um, Fred Jorgensen. Forgot his name for a second. Fred Jorgensen and Arthur O'Brien and uh, Arthur is Arthur's a friend of mine. I get up and sing the odd tune with him when he's playing solo, which is an honor. But we started doing that when Arthur barely was getting a gig. Now he's a you know one of the biggest musicians around here. I mean, if if the Navigators are playing, man, it's fucking sold out. It's awesome. And I should mention Paul Murphy and Ian Chipman play as well quite a bit with them um, but a lot of times it's just fred and arthur anyway that's my music input for today thanks a lot for tuning in apologies for missing out on jason mcdonald but uh, we'll get uh, we'll get him back and remember on monday at i believe 6 30 newfoundland time but i could be which is five o'clock eastern i could be wrong but just pay attention and I will go to my Instagram, my, my Facebook, my Twitter, social media, all of the above, as well the Hockey Podcast Network. And I will, um, I will update the exact time. That's what I think. That would make sense. But maybe we'll give it an extra half hour, an hour, because people are just getting off work. Life's getting back to normal. So uh, I just came up with five because I figured supper time. But it'll be around there. Thanks a lot for listening. Check out Wedgwood Cafe, of course. Why wouldn't you? Penny Posh, Women's Wear Reimagined. Let me know if you'd like a hoodie. I'll throw a book in. Awesome stuff. Just send me a message. Uh, Trinity Pub. Green Sleeves Downtown Uptown. Bull and Barrel. Check them out. And why fucking not go to TJ's? Hey, check it out. TJ's Pub. We're here to have fun with you. This has been episode 91B. I'm Terry Ryan. This is Tales with TR. See you again next week. 